Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Good evening, everyone. I'll bring back the English. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just such a privilege to be here tonight. I also shared with a few guys when we were at intercession on Monday. It's really special to see all the new faces, and um, yeah, just such a such a privilege to be in, in in a community like this where yeah, friendly faces greet you, and yeah, I was just stirred. Um, so yeah, tonight. Um, I want to I wanna share a bit on, um, you can go to the next slide, Jurgen, sorry. How should our planning look like? And um, what, what I really felt God um, pressed on my heart is our hearts around planning. And how should our hearts look when we plan? Um, and it's something um, we, we, we sometimes miss because it's, it's in our in our being with a new year, we start off and we have a lot of new ambitions. We had a lot of new ideas. And um, I think often we miss the heart that we should be focusing on when we plan and when we look at this year. Um, so, but yeah, so tonight planning, it won't be um, Excel spreadsheets or, or <laughs> any uh, financial help or so, but, but we'll look at, at the heart and we'll dive a bit deeper. So let me just pray for us before we start. <clears throat> yeah, Lord, thank you yeah, for 2022. Yeah, Lord, we, we thank you for this new year. Thank you that we can be here. Thank you that we can know you. It's, it's such a privilege, like I said, to just worship you, Lord, to just be here and, and just sing and and praise you. Lord, I want to really pray for our hearts. Yeah, Lord, we invite you. We, we really, we just invite you to come and work in our hearts, Lord. If there's things in our hearts, Lord, that we need to look at, really pray that you will show us tonight, even myself, Lord. We, we need you. And we want to involve you in this year and when we plan. In Jesus' name, amen. So yeah, like I, say, like I said, <clears throat> it's a new year. Uh, it's new ambitions. It's new things. I think everyone is on a diet. Am I right? <laughs> like Neil? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Already gone. <laughs> yeah, we, we have a lot of things. And um, when I thought of this year going ahead, I thought of there's, there's a lot of habits, small habits that I have, um, even if it's, if it's something like a diet, um, small things that I take into the year. And I think December is, is a good time to reflect. It's a good time to, to look back, see what happened in that year that passed and what's coming. And if you've reflected about this year, great. If you haven't, it's also great. But, but reflection is good to see what, what is God planning for us? What is God doing in our in our lives, if we if we miss the the heart around the reflection, it, it's also empty. And um, I, I I get this 
um, basically picture of a small snowball that we throw down a, a mountain when we have these little habits um, that we don't really seek for truth. Let's say it's a habit that's not 100% biblical. Um, we tend to take that snowball, we, we tend to roll it down the mountain and it, and it gathers a lot of leaves, it gathers a lot of mud, gathers some snow, and when it's at the bottom, it's destructive. Um, and especially with, with this example um, that we are going to use tonight, I'm going to read out of James. It's basically my, my favorite book. But James is looking at a topic and it's really something small. It's really just the heart of, of, of planning. But if we miss this, it gets destructive in our lives. And I'll share um, right through the sermon, where does it go? What makes it worse and what makes it better? Um, so yeah, and I, I, I tend to think of, of James, if I read out of James, it's like a, a soundtrack for me um, when I need to make decisions, I like to read the book of James. I like to read how he convicts me. <laughs> really, really straightforward, really practical book. Um, and James is often is asking the question, if we really believe the gospel, how does our lives look like? Um, he's really straightforward. He said that we will care for the orphans and the widows. It's, it's radical things for us. Um, but he's really straightforward and it's so beautiful to read it. So we're going to read out of James 4 tonight. And um, you know, it's, it will be the probably the 30th time this week I read through it. But every time I read through the scripture, it convicts me. <laughs> it's, um, it's so beautiful. I'm going to read it twice for us. The first time I really want us to sit back, read it. But the second time also, also the first time. Really see what, 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 what is James saying and what can I take out of it? And then we'll dive deep after that. Okay, so let's read together. James 4 from verse 13. Come now you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance and all such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. And it's, it convicts me again. It's really so straightforward. Um, it's so, so beautiful. So I want to read it for us again. It starts, Come now you, come ya hier. It's a bit, come so ya what say. Come now you say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you... Do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little while, for a little time, and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, you will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance, 
and all such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. So yeah, let me let us start from the beginning what James is saying. He's saying in the first in the first verse in verse 13, he says, Come now you. And uh, it's uh Susan Afrikaans said, Come here, they would say. And it's almost as if he's he's really putting some serious seriousness when he says this is what's coming. It's not going to be not gonna be nice to hear. It's not lekker om to hear what I now can see. And he's saying, <coughs> today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade. And um, James is basically, he's comparing a theme of wisdom here with foolishness. He says, come now you who is saying this. And he's really being serious. So he's saying, what you are saying is foolish. And he's, he's building on a theme of wisdom that he starts in James 3. If you want to reach James 3 from verse 14, please do so at home. But it does, it, he speaks, James speaks about wisdom. And for me, he's, he's basically just contrasting in this, in James 4, what that wisdom says. He's really referring to, this is foolish. And when we think of the word fool, we just think of something... Um, I don't like you. It's like a, it's a, a plain term. But in, in the Bible, the word fool means to be blind to reality, to, to, to be blind to what's going on around us, out of touch of how things really are. And what James is saying, he is condemning and he's rebuking a proud way of having confidence in something, of saying, I will go there. And I will trade. And, and then he's asking, you should rather say, you should, he's saying, you should rather say, if the Lord wills. So that proud way of saying something, of having confidence in something that's not the Lord, he's really condemning, he's saying, this is sin. This is foolish. So that is the problem. So I want to focus on four topics tonight. The problem, James is, 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 Highlighting a problem here, today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town, spend a year there and trade and make a profit. That's the problem. Then the reason it's a problem, we'll discuss that. What makes it worse? What makes it better? And we'll discuss each, each of those. So the problem, like I read, let's, let's read it again. This is the problem. Today or tomorrow, someone that says today or tomorrow, we will go into that town or that town and spend a year there and try it and make a profit. And if we read it like briefly like that, it, it sometimes, at first, it doesn't look like a problem. It looks like planning. It looks like something um, like a basic, like, like a business model. I'm going to go there and I'm going to trade and I'm going to make a profit. But like I said, that's not what what James is condemning, because uh, planning is good. In Luke fourteen twenty eight, James James uh, Luke is saying, "Suppose one of you wants to build a tower, won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it?" So it's not planning. Planning is good, um, but it's that heart around. <clears throat> it's the boast. So in verse sixteen, James is saying, "All such boasting is evil." So this. 
this boast that we have, this confidence that's not in the Lord, this is what James is saying. Not right. This is, this is foolishness. Um, and if we look at the boast, what is a boast? And I, I thought of this, um, this saying that I hear a lot in South Africa, and it's not wrong um, necessarily, but I hear someone wants to move. Someone wants to move out of town. Someone wants to go to Australia. South Africa has a lot of corruption. And I'm not saying it's wrong. If Jesus sends you to Australia, please go there. But um, I, I often see this. I often see this even in my own life. We all, always want something new. We have ambitions. We want to start something new. And it's not necessarily, we didn't necessarily ask if the Lord wills. Um, and I also thought of this really interesting um, example of Braveheart. Who of you watched Braveheart where Mel Gibson ran with his horse in front of the crowds and he's really motivating these people to go and fight to death. And they are motivated. I mean, they are almost running him over. Um, and how do, you, how do you motivate a bunch of grown men to go and die? By a boast, by boasting, by being blind to reality. Isn't that so? And Jeremiah 9 says very beautifully, it's one of my favorite songs as well, that song of let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches, but let him who boast, boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice and righteousness in the earth, for in these things I delight, to boast in the Lord, to really win when we have confidence that we have it in the Lord and not in something that we did, not in our riches, not in our might. I think of those, those men on their horses, they boasted in their training, in their strength. They, they're going to feast tonight. And that's a, that's a boast and it's, it's, a, it's a blindness, it's a foolishness. That's what James is saying. And what do, what do we do then? We find our deepest source of confidence in something else but the Lord. In something, it's money, it's riches, if it's strength, if it's wisdom. I'm going there, I'm going to do this. It's not, we're not asking if the Lord wills. It's not only James that is saying this in Proverbs 27. Sorry, the, sorry, these things are not on the board, but in Proverbs 27 verse 1, it says, do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what tomorrow will bring. Also, you see it in Proverbs as well. And we call this, this blindness for maybe a lack of a better term. But we call it a, a self-control mindset or an illusion that I can control what's happening. Um, and this is a specific cast of heart that James is referring to, this, this self-control. I can do it. I don't need the Lord. We're not, 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 we're not even necessarily saying we don't need the Lord. We are actually saying we need him, but we forget. Forget to ask if the Lord wills. And this illusion is based upon things that I did. I did all my research. I did all my strategizing. I built this great business model. 
and uh, it's not helping. Not helping. COVID came and then everything changed. <laughs> not even business models worked for COVID. Whatever, and, and when we, we're looking at this specific self-control mindset, we are basically saying the opposite of the truth, which is whatever happens to me is basically because of forces beyond my control. And any accomplishments in my life is because of God. Okay, if we are saying that, that's the truth. Okay, and, and that's the opposite of that. We are basically saying that anything good that happens in my life is because of my own good works. It's because of I thought of that, I did this strategizing, and all these good things. Akaslam. No, I'm very smart, and we often do that. I do that myself. So, so we really um, yeah, focus on, on that heart of saying that everything that's good, everything that, that I accomplished is, is because of a divine help, because of God that helped me. And I, I thought of how did James write this if it's so relevant today? It must have been relevant at that stage as well because it's so relevant today. We are being bashed by you can do this. Follow your dream. Read this book. Um, you just need to do this and this and you'll be successful. And there's so much forces beyond our control. Right? And it's so important to ask the Lord, what is, he will, what is his will for us? You read in every movie, um, you can be whatever you want to be. You are out of touch of reality if we are doing that. It's, it's foolish. That's what James is saying. So let's, let's move to why, why this boasting is so dangerous. So two reasons why this, with this type of, of mindset, this self-control, illusion, as we might call it, is so dangerous. The first one is, we don't know. <laughs> That's what James is saying. He's saying, we don't know what tomorrow will bring. And this leads to, to two things. It leads, it leads to an overconfidence on the one side because we've done all the strategizing. And I'm going to use the example again. If we're going to Australia, I've done all the research. I have enough money. I know I have a good job. I'm moving there. Nothing can, can stop us. So it's overconfidence. And then what happens two weeks before we, we're struggling to sell the house or whatever it may be. It's just an example, but it, it then leads to underconfidence and it, that leads to anxiety and that leads to worrying. And that's exactly what the Bible says that we should not do, should not worry. Lay your burdens upon me, lay your worries upon me. Okay, so this, this, this self-control mindset will at one stage have us overexcited, confidence, and at another stage, really worrying. Really worrying about what tomorrow will bring because we don't know. Because more come, and it looks different than, than, than all my research, then I worry. And that's not scriptural. It's not, what, it's not what the Bible is telling us to do. And worry is basically saying that I know. I know what's going to happen. And now that it doesn't happen, now I worry. <laughs> Now, why don't we all just 
read James 4 when we, when we worry. I always tell myself that if I worry, just read James. <laughs> but the second thing, um, why it's so dangerous? Because we ought to say, if the Lord wills. <clears throat> I've touched on this a, a few times. But if we are not saying, if the Lord wills, what are we saying? And that's scary. Because then we are saying, my will. Okay, and we do not know. We ought to say, if the Lord will. So in every decision, I know, I know we have a lot of decisions to make each day. But I really want to encourage us to really ask the question, if the Lord wills. Lord, if it's your will, how does it look at my workplace? How does it work when I'm at home? Um, if the Lord wills, Lord, guide me, show me. Show me where I'm boasting. Show me where I'm overconfident. And when I didn't turn to you first, that type of prayer, it's important. And then, <clears throat> if we're not asking if the Lord wills, if we are saying my will, then we are saying we are responsible. So we take the responsibility of God, we're saying that, all the burdens is on me, and we are not qualified to do that. And that, that, that then obviously goes to anxiety and depression and, and pills and all stuff. <laughs> because we, it starts with something small, that little snowball we didn't sort out in January. <laughs> now I'm joking. We, we didn't sort out. Sort out it through your life, please. But um, it's so important because... It, it gets a big snowball, and it gets destructive, and then it goes, it goes, goes quick. It goes very quick. We are not qualified, and it's in Proverbs sixteen. It just states it again, um, verse sixteen, verse nine. The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his footsteps. So we can do what planning ever we want to do. God is in control. And, uh, and his, his will will prevail. <clears throat> so that's why it is so dangerous. What will make this worse? So if we keep on going on this, we see now that it, it leads to anxiety. And what makes it worse? <clears throat> we read out of James 5. I want to read it for us as well. James 5, verse 1. Come now, you rich. Starts again. Come now. You rich. Weep and howl for the miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches have rotted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver have corroded and their corrosion will be evidence against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You laid up treasures in heaven. In the, you, know, you laid up treasures in the last days. Behold, the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields which you have kept back by fraud are crying out against you. And the cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. You have lived on the earth in luxury and in self-indulgence. You have fattened your hearts in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the righteous person. He does not resist you. And at first, it may sound that it's completely different topics, 
this is speaking about something way different. But if we look at, if we take the self-control mindset, this boastful, arrogant way of doing things, this is what James is saying is going to be the result. You have fattened your hearts in the day of slaughter and your gold and silver have corroded. It's a warning. James is saying, look out for this. This is not good. This will be the, the result. How we spend our assets, how we spend our time, how we spend our money. This is going to be the result. We are going to cling. We are going to hold fast to what we think is important because we don't know. So if we don't know the future, we're going we're gonna to worry, we're going to go into anxiety, we're going to save up for tomorrow because we don't know what's going to happen. But if we said, if the Lord wills, and it's your money, Lord, we give it to you, then we will be radically generous. Not, not only money, but time, assets, time at work, our life, our life will flow out of this. And this is what James is saying. He's saying, be careful because this, this thing is going a long way. It will have a, a big impact. So really be careful to say that I have everything under control. Rather say, my life is a gift of God and it's by grace that we are here. And the money that we have and just the fact that we can be here is grace. And if we, if we enter that mindset, it's just so much easier. We don't get depressed, don't get anxious. We give. We love to give. God made us to give. God made us to serve others like, like, like Jesus served. We will cling to everything if this is the result. This will be the result. Okay, so that's what will make it worse. What will make it better? Okay, and it doesn't sound at first that it will make it better, but it's verse 14. It says, <clears throat> James 4, 14. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. And uh, yeah, it doesn't really sound like it will make it better. Eh? <laughs> but what James is saying here is, He's saying, let's live for the eternal kingdom. Let's work for the eternal kingdom. Focus on what is, in, what is internal. Focus on things that are eternal. James is saying, you, are, you think you are really great. <laughs> you think you are, what stuff? What is your life? <laughs> That's what James is saying. And what he's saying with this is, he's saying, if you boast like this, this is what is your life? Because you are missed, and we are all immersed. And only the things that are, that are done for the kingdom of God will have value. That's what James is saying. And it's important. Everything we do that's not for the kingdom of God, and we find every one of us in this modern world, we find ourselves in that place somewhere, sometime. It will be forgotten. We don't do this for the kingdom of God. If we don't ask if the Lord wills, it's empty. It's a, it's a dead work. The Bible speaks about we are doing dead works. It looks great on the outside, can be polished, 
but it's not worth a lot. And that's what James is saying. Hard work, strategizing, due diligence, it won't change that we are a mess. But what will change that we, we do these things for the eternal kingdom, for the kingdom of God, if we go to work, Lord, what must I do? And yes, Colossians 3 speaks about, let's do our work unto God. And I'm not saying that strategizing and hard work is, is not from God, it is. He made us that way, he gave us a job, he gave us, gave us those, those things for good, good things. But it's, it's that hard. It's, it's deeper. And um, it's those eternal things that should take up our energy. Let's say we, we plan a vacation, that's good. If we plan the year, it's good. But it shouldn't take all of our energy and our focus. Our energy and our focus should be focused on the things that are done for God, for Jesus. Only things that are done for eternity shall last. And it's maybe a change of a worldview, may change us a bit, may rattle us a bit. It did, it did convict me a lot. It will change. Um, but yeah, it's, it's important that at the end of the day we say, that we are going to ask the question, if the Lord wills. We're going to say, if the Lord wills. We're going to focus on where do I boast in something else but the Lord? Where do I boast in how good I am? And start saying, how good are you? How good are you, Lord? How, how can I walk more in your, in your will? That's, that's the questions. That's just the things that God wants us to say. We say that, he smiles. And he, it makes him excited, I'm sure. So tonight I have very, it's very simple, it's only one point, it's straight, straight for the gun, a biblical way to plan, how to plan, it's boast in the Lord. It's boast in the Lord our God. I will boast in the Lord my God. If I stand up, I'm saying, I will boast in the one who's worthy. I will not boast in my strength. I will not boast in my wisdom. And when we plan and when we look at the day, Look at Jesus. Look at, look at him. Look at what he did. Read his scripture. It's important. We won't know what Jesus did if we don't read the word. We don't spend time with him. And Jesus, Jesus Christ came and he lost all the control on the cross so that we can know that we, God is in control. Everything is under control because he lost control. It's a beautiful thing. Because of he... He's saying, here I am, I'm serving, I'm serving the Father. We can know that Father is in control of us. He knows plans for us. And it's to prosper if, if we are in his will. So I want us to stand tonight and um, I'm going to pray for us. And I really want us to, to think of, of what, how we can can really boast in less things of this world and um, really boast in, in the Lord our God. What things can we implement in our daily lives? Um,
Now that, that can reach us nearer to that goal of if the Lord wills. So yeah, let's stand and I'll pray for us. Yeah, Lord Jesus, we, we come tonight, Lord, and we, we want to surrender, Lord. We want to surrender any arrogance. We want to surrender any boastful things that is not from you. We want to say that we want to follow you fully. If we are not going to, to say this, we won't reach your fullness, Lord, and that's not what we want, Lord. We want to follow you fully, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that you lost the control on the cross so that we can know that you have everything under control and we can give our lives to you, Lord. If yet what's the best for you know what's best for us. Really help us, Lord, to walk in that, Lord. We often forget, Lord. We often forget your goodness. We often forget what you did. Remember, help us to remember, Lord, what you did for us, Lord, in our lives. Help us to remember the testimonies that came from following you, Lord, for not boasting in worldly things, Lord. We do forget, Lord. Every one of us forgets. And we want to turn back to you tonight. We really want to say that if there's anything that we boast in, Lord, that's not from you, we want to lay it down. No, Lord, we, we don't want to say we are going here. We are moving there without asking if it's your will. If it's your will for us, then I'll move. Then I'll do anything. But Jesus, we really pray, Lord, that you will show us. We don't, we don't even know what those things are, Lord. We wanna, we wanna sit at your feet and really ask where those things are and what those things are. Thank you that we can know that on the cross when you died for us, Lord, you died for everything. You died for everything. We can give you everything. We don't have to doubt that one or two things that we are still holding on to, we are not laying down, that we are, that we are still boasting in a nice car, my children, which is also from you, Lord. But if we boast in those things and it's not from you, Lord, it's not you. It's not biblical. My Jesus, so help us tonight. We pray for this year, Lord. We pray that you will really guide us. We need your guidance. We can't do it alone, Lord. Jesus' name. Amen.